0: Hi, I'm Randy Shandebill and you're listening to This Golden State. We've got something a little different this week.
1: Susie, how are you?
0: We're eavesdropping on a political fundraising phone call from from a bundler for Hillary Clinton.
1: I'm trying to get people, instead of using their credit card, to do the bank routing or just do a check.
0: So what's the big deal? Bundlers or super fundraisers have been around um, for a long time.
1: I hope that you'll consider maxing out to her campaign or giving the most you can give because we want to have, by June 30th, the biggest showing financially for her that she's ever done.
0: But this year, more and more of the people who not only give money themselves, but raise money from friends and colleagues and then bundle it in giant chunks for presidential candidates, Well, they're women.
1: So I'm basically calling my friends today that have maxed out and friends that are also raising for Hillary to say, strike while the iron's hot.
0: According to the New York Times, about half of Hillary Clinton's bundlers are women. Four years ago, for President Obama, only a third of the bundlers were women. I
1: just think people are so concerned about Trump and so fired up to support her. And it's historic. You want to be a part of it.
0: The woman you're listening to is Amy Rao. The fundraising's kind of a side gig for her. She's the founder and CEO of Integrated Archive Systems in Palo Alto.
1: All right. Thank you so much, sweetie. Love you. Bye. She's in.
0: How, how many hours did you spend on phone calls today?
1: Today? Maybe, you know, four hours, which for me is a lot. That's a lot. Four hours?
0: That's four hours you weren't working for your big <laughs> Silicon Valley company. It's
1: multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this.
0: It's not just female bundlers and maximum female givers like Amy Rao who are tilting the fundraising scales this year. It's across the board. Big donors, donors to super PACs, small donors too, and donors
2: to crowdfunding sites like Palo Alto's womencount.org. And you will see listed here every single woman who is running for House, Senate, or president, you can scroll over their top issues.
0: Executive Director Stacy Mason so
2: showed us how it, down, it works. We organize the women candidates into slates, so you can choose by issues, by electability, by demographic. Before we hear more from
0: Stacy and Amy, and before we give you some surprising statistics about the largest gender gap in presidential fundraising history, a little bit of business, please, Follow us and rate This Golden State on iTunes. It really helps. And send ideas, if you like, to shandabill at shandabill.com. That's S-H-A-N-D-O-B-I-L.
1: Thanks to you, we've reached a milestone. Now,
0: obviously, like her or not, the historic nomination of Hillary Clinton explains part of the surge of new campaign money from women
2: first time in our nation's history that a woman will be a major party's nominee.
0: As does the attitude of Clinton's opponent. If Hillary Clinton were a man, I don't think she'd get 5% of the vote. The only thing she's got going is the woman's card. Before starting Women Count, Stacey Mason was the editor of Roll Call. That's the D.C. newspaper that covers Congress. We'll hear from her first, then Amy Rao.
2: My personal view is, um, not, that, uh, is it not that women are now able to do it. It's just that they're, they're more motivated now. Women are excited to be electing the first woman president and have that possibility ahead of them.
1: Yeah, no, it's, a lo- it's, it's more women than I've ever seen. It's, I think about this all the time, about how so many of my girlfriends are now, have become active fundraisers. Women were so passionate about this candidate. It's historic. It, it's, it's a very big deal. I think about it all the time. I, st- I still am pinching myself. I can't believe we're at this moment. And it is pulling more women into the process.
0: I, I, I get the feeling, though, that maybe not to the scale we're seeing it today, but there would be more women fundraisers if the nominee were a male candidate also. Women are getting more involved in the fundraising process, more so because of Hillary Clinton, but they probably would be anyway. Am I correct?
2: I hope so. I mean, we don't know that, obviously, because she's the she's the candidate that we coalesced behind. Um, <clears throat> but I hope so. I, I also do think there's a dynamic at play, which is, again, part of why we're doing our crowdfunding site, which is that the increase in dark money and super PACs, I think, have really galvanized people on the individual political giving side because they don't want their voices drowned out and they don't want their their giving to be drowned out. By the dark money
0: but aside from Hillary Clinton uh, more economic power uh, getting tired of listening to men tell you know tell them where to put their money i mean wh- wh- what's behind there being more women fundraisers aside from Hillary Clinton
2: i think there's been a massive effort to increase the number of women involved in politics at every level in terms of running for office supporting candidates and also being fundraisers.
1: And women have the ability to write those checks, not just women who are running companies, but women up and down the ladder within companies. So I think having Hillary as a candidate this year has just been icing on the cake and it's made many, many, many more women wanna jump in and be part of this process, is part of making history, but that's been years in the making. You've
0: been doing this for a while.
1: For a long time.
0: So you see a big difference. Yeah.
1: You used to go in a room, and it was mostly men. It was, like, always mostly men. And now you go to a political event. A, they're much larger. So many more people now are participating. And it's mostly women.
0: 55%, 60% higher? Oh,
1: I'll say at least 60%.
0: Really? A new study by the Center for Responsive Politics, an organization that tracks the influence of money on politics, backs that up. The center says Hillary Clinton's campaign has raised a higher percentage of her campaign funds from women than any major presidential candidate in the organization's 37-year history, 53%. And Donald Trump, he has the dubious honor of achieving the exact opposite The lowest percentage of money from women, 28 percent. It's the largest gender gap in presidential fundraising history. Men do, however, still give more to Democratic Party super PACs. So, uh, obviously, uh, Hillary's nomination makes your jobs easier. What about the Republican candidate? Does he make your job easier?
2: Yes, absolutely you know, when we go out and solicit funds, people aren't responding to us and giving us money because they like us or because they want to help us. It's because they trust us and they know that we care about something. And the candidate on the other side has hit people's heartstrings, I think, in a way that they are worried about the future of the country. They're certainly worried about the future of the Supreme Court. And they want to know that they did something when they could. Nobody wants to look back on this election and say, you know, I I, I could have done something and I didn't.
0: Is raising money more important or less important this political year? And I ask that because, again, Donald Trump has had so much so-called earned media where he's on the air all the time and has spent less than most of the candidates and has done very well You know, in the Republican primary. So I'm wondering, are you worried about raising all this money for Hillary Clinton and having it be spent on advertising, but it kind of doesn't necessarily matter for him? He's fighting this kind of asymmetrical war.
1: Well, a lot of the money that will get raised for her will do things like build out the infrastructure across the country. You have to put boots in the ground, feet on the street, and communities all over the country, 50 states. It it takes computer infrastructure, it takes, there's just a lot. They're building a gigantic business um, that'll be spread across the entire country, both people and, and equipment and office space and all the expenses that come with that. So it's not just advertising dollars because at the end of the day in November, it will be, did we turn out our vote? People knocking on doors, knowing who those voters were, making those phone calls and making sure all these people got to the polls. It's a big infrastructure, and it takes its big cost to get that done. And so much of what we will raise will go to do that. Advertising is just a component of that.
0: I I get your point. But uh, on the advertising issue, it just seems like so many people TiVo through the commercials, but they don't TiVo through the content and at least... Based upon the past nine months, Donald Trump has dominated the news content. And I, 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 how much of a concern is that to you guys?
2: You know, will Trump get more free coverage? Probably. But that's been a challenge for Hillary, you know, from, since the beginning. And she's been successful and is, is, has, has raised what she needs and has the, the votes and the delegates, and that will continue.
0: You know people don't like the idea of fundraising. You guys have come around, you see the necessity, you see the importance. But do you ever feel you have to apologize for what you do? Do you, do you do? do you have to do a lot of explaining?
2: You know, what Amy and I are doing this cycle, again, it's not super PAC fundraising, it's not dark money, we are really focusing on the individual political donation. And we try to actually celebrate and make people feel good about what they're doing, and therefore we feel good about how we're asking. Women Count, which is doing crowdfunding, in the style of Kiva, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. The whole goal is to build community around giving, so that people feel like their giving is intentional and meaningful, not that they're just being hit up by the candidates and the campaign committees all the time, over and over again, but that they actually understand they're part of something bigger. You're building teams of people who are like-minded and who are part of your personal network, and it feels good. We're, We're not trying to make it feel dirty and unpleasant, it feels good to do this.
0: Amy, Amy, let me ask you the same question that Stacey answered. Do you you ever feel that you have to apologize for being a fundraiser? I,
1: I don't, and I would never get up and go ask people to donate money or give money to something that they didn't think was incredibly worthy of that money. In fact, I would never ask someone to support something that I wouldn't personally support to the best of my ability myself. And sometimes I can say I'm uncomfortable when I'm having to fundraise because it's never fun, especially when I have to get up in a room full of maybe hundreds of people and ask them for more money when they've already given to even be in that room. But I say this all the time. I think about the cause that I'm raising money for, and it takes me about as much courage as I can put between my thumb and forefinger pinched together to realize that standing up and asking people for money because we're trying to make the world a better place, we're trying to get education better for kids, we're trying to spread health care for more people, we're trying to end ins- in violence against women, we're trying to help refugees. It takes, like, no courage to stand up in front of people and ask them to open their heart and their wallet and do a little bit more. And I do political fundraising not because there's something I want to get out of it for my business or financially or... You know, to get ahead, I do political fundraising because I just want the world to be a better place. And the reason I work so hard for Hillary Clinton as a volunteer, this is an individual who has spent her entire life fighting for women's rights and children's rights and to make the world a better place. And who's in charge matters. And to get her in charge is going to take funding. And I will ask everyone I meet to please open their wallet and give what they can. And I will never apologize for it because. That's what I can do, and it's sort of my job.
0: You are what people call a bundler. Explain what a bundler is.
1: I will. You know, it's so funny. I don't like that term bundler. I don't know why. It sounds kind of creepy, doesn't it? Yeah, I like to be called. I I don't mind people calling me a fundraiser at all because I am a fundraiser, and I'm also a donor, and I'm very proud of both those things. Um, But it means that we ask people for money, and, and it's about asking friends to support um, political candidates, and you can be a bundler for Senate candidates, for the president, for all candidates, for the party. So that's what it is. It's about asking people to donate.
0: So uh, uh, again, being a bundler, do, do you have friends who
1: dread your call? Do I have friends that dread my call? Um, oh, I i don't know. Maybe. I, I. Most people take my calls. I'm pretty non-threatening. <laughs>
0: Do people see you on the street and cross the street? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, I know if I, I if I bump into Amy, she's going to ask for money. No, I
1: know no. Uh, no. I would like to think that when people see me, they wave me across the street or say, "I'll be down in my lobby in two minutes." I'm so glad you're here. I've I've
2: found the opposite today. If people are excited to be to be part of this and they don't mind being asked, they really don't. And I just want to add one thing to the bundle to the bundler word. Um, You know, bundling, it makes me laugh that we talk about bundling only in the context of politics because bundling really is crowdfunding when you think about it, right? When you think about Kickstarter and Indiegogo, they're doing the same thing. They're just sort of getting a lot of people to go to their friends and get them to, to give money to promote a certain product or cause right? That's all this is. It's just that in politics, it's earned the word bundling. And and therefore, you know, people have tried to use it as something negative, but it's really, really no different.
0: So getting back final question to the influence of women in the fundraising process. How does that make fundraising different? Aside from women being more involved... Does it change the nature of fundraising? Does fundraising become more important? Or how does it change it? What does it mean to you that there are more women in the fundraising process? It
1: makes it a heck of a lot more fun. I'll tell you that. It, just, it does. It just makes it so much more fun. Because especially when I think about the women that have never fundraised for anything before in their life and they just never even thought they would be able to ask people for money. And they are so committed to this candidate because it matters so much that they start asking their friends and their family and their networks for money and they start raising it. And I love seeing new women in the process doing that and just really finding their legs, like all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I can make a difference. And it just, it's, and I just look personally, you know, I really just like to spend time with people that share my values and that have a perspective about the world that is similar to mine, that we care about refugees, that we care about education, that we care about health care for all, that we care about giving people a leg up that need a chance. You know, we care about really the democratic platform and the values, and I just got this whole new, you know, neighborhood full of, friends that I really never knew before because I was a full-time working mother and now in my evenings I spend my time with some of these other women working together to fundraise or, or campaign or work on the primaries and it's an enormous joy. It just makes my life all the more fun.
0: So Stacey what does it mean to you? I
1: agree completely. I think there's a certain
2: amount of negativity that surrounds fundraising and we are just not having that experience at all. Um, you know people are feeling good about participating in this way as donors as raisers and you know we're building community I, you know I've never raised money as a man so I can't tell you what that experience would be like but women certainly have a reputation for um, making personal connections and building relationships with everything that they do and that is really really what is happening and we're having a ball and feel great about what we're doing
0: I guess one question I haven't asked is there any chance that With women taking on a greater role in the fundraising, does female fundraising somehow change the politics?
2: I think it, the only way that it changes it is that it improves it in that, um, as we're trying to do in all sectors of the economy and throughout the country, we're trying to engage more women at the highest levels of everything, right? So at, we're trying to elect more women. We're trying to increase women's political participation in all kinds of ways. So the only way that it changes it is that women are participating and have a voice. That's really our goal, right? In electing the first woman president, electing more women to office. Women bring a different perspective to everything that they do, including fundraising. So what we're doing is is representing the 51% of the population that hasn't been as active before. And and it's a good thing. We want those voices and we want that participation and it's happening. And if it, if it took Hillary to mobilize that, fantastic.
0: You can find This Golden State on iTunes, on SoundCloud, or on Stitcher. Just look up This Golden State or try my name, Randy Shandabel. And again, if you like us, write a review on iTunes. It actually helps. Thanks for listening.